Four Midwest Guys presents... Here we go! I've got a mission for you. This should be good. Blend in, find out who's loyal to the good guys and who isn't. Star Wars Resistance Decoded. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ford Midwest Guys Presents Star Wars Resistance Decode It. Uh, today we have a triple shot for you to catch up. We're a little behind, so we've got. Uh, we'll be reviewing uh, Signal from Sector Six, Sonara Score, and the Platform Classic. So uh, get ready for a triple shot of espresso. And to help me do all this, as always, is Mr. Brian Eckenbauer. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? Babe? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back. Yes, welcome back. We ran through uh, sickness, and, and we ran holidays. through the holidays, and now I think tonight they're actually airing the. You said they're airing the mid-season finale. Yes, so that's where we're at right now. So we got to do Better a lot. Done. Of, we're doing some quick catch-up. Then we'll have one more episode. Then we'll have a nice little break, and then we'll be back in January. Hmm. So, so but uh, we got a lot to cover. So let's just dive right on into Signal from Sector Six. Um, obviously, I, one of the first things I took away from this episode is Tam is still very suspicious about Cass. Uh, noting that his salvage job that he had was not on the work order list, so to speak. She, she, she does seem very uh, jealous, actually. Yeah, and she's looking for anything. Mm -hmm. Like, she's trying to figure out, why are you here? I don't understand. Why you, you usurped me, number one. You're not a mechanic. What's going on? The wheels are still turning pretty hard with her. And yeah. She's still very suspicious. Yeah, it is, it's just funny because it reminds me, there's yeah, so many people that we know... Like when you you work somewhere, and they're just like that. Like they're, yeah. they're 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 trying to find out why are you the favorite and I'm not. What can I do to make you not the favorite? Mm, and what can point. I point out that's gonna make me better than you? And mm -hmm. that's exactly what's going on in there. It's just funny. Yeah, it's you kind of feel like the carpet's been pulled out from under her before, and she thinks it's happening again. Mm -hmm. So very very insecure, uh, to be sure. Um, we did see the return of Poe Dameron in this uh, um, episode. Briefly. Briefly. Um, well, in this one, I mean, he did the whole pirate run with him. And he's with the majority of the episode. He's in this one. Okay. Yeah, the, okay. Um, and uh, he brought along uh, two X-Wings. And along with him, there's a new droid. Uh, we have CB-23, which is apparently a female version of BB-8 in a way. Um I'm guessing the difference between the BB model and the CB model is BB-8 has a round dome and hers is just kind of a cutoff um, thing. So um, I don't know. Uh, she seems kind of, um, well, I'll just say it. She seems a little bitchy. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of an attitude. Oh, uh, yeah, she did have an attitude, which is kind of becoming a trend now with Star Wars and female robots. And droids, yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. Uh, so, um, luckily it didn't go very far. They didn't do a lot with it. Um, yeah. But uh, it was kind of cool to see yet another BB-8 unit. I, I really dig the new little droids, even though I'm still partial to R2-D2 and C-3PO. But uh, still, it was kind of cool to see them uh, bring that out, I thought. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I really love, and I can't say this enough, when it comes to the animation, I feel like I'm two different people. When it comes to looking at their faces, I can't stand it. But when I see the, the ships in motion and in action, like we had with this X-Wings in space and the space battle with the pirates, 
as, as well as the training and space, everything about it just seems very crisp, smooth, flows very well to me. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the, this this animation style that plays very well to action. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't pay very good. Pay very good. What the hell does that even mean? It it, do, it doesn't do very Let well itself. for yeah. It doesn't do very well for the facial expressions yes. or like the the intense close ups that you want to see out of the you know. It's a shame they couldn't have blended a little bit. Yeah. More between rebels and this. Yeah. Um, but. I'm I'm right there with you. The the X-wing mm-hmm. um, looked fantastic. Uh, watching it go through space and doing that the maneuvers around the asteroid and stuff like that. Yeah, and it was cool that Poe even gave him a little teaching lesson there about how to you know do that thrust reverse mm-hmm. and everything. I thought that was a cool little teaching moment. Yep, I enjoyed it. I'm that part of the reason why I like this episode more than the others. Oh yeah. Um, then uh, we get to the uh, the whole uh, on the the freighter scene. Um, I like the. Uh, the, the whole sequence, it was kind of like they tried to uh, mirror, match up uh, Star Wars with Alien a little bit. You kind of got that Alien vibe because it's very, it's, a, it's on a ship and it's narrow kind of hallways, you know, it has that kind of alien feel to me. Right, well, then, you know, but, being chased by a monster. Yeah, but it also has the same kind of like, I feel like we're re- re- rehashing the what's coming down the corridor, um, like we did in, uh, what was that? Crap. What was the the one with where we saw Han and Chewie again? Han and Chewie again? Are you talking about Solo? Nope. Episode seven. Oh, the with the Rathars. Yes, with the Rathars. I actually right? thought it might have been a Rathar. Right. At first. So like, cause cause you get you get the what was that noise? Uh huh. You know, something looks like eating something else, and I was like, oh, they were, you know. Yeah. I just kind of felt like that. Yeah. But it turned out to be a. It turned out to uh, actually be, uh, and, and forgive me on this first word because I'm not real good with alien pronunciations, a Kowakian, Kowakian monkey lizard, uh, and a giant one at that, a mutant one was the one that was eating, which I was fine with, and I actually like really... Got into the steroids. Yeah, and for those of you who are wondering, where, I'm, where have I seen this before, it, uh, go back, they first showed up in Return of the Jedi, it was Jabba's pet, uh, his name was Salacious B. Crumb. And yep. the B does stand was, for bread, by the way. And that was the one where he was like, <laughs> Yeah, it does that. Oh, yeah. yeah, that crazy laugh or whatever. And uh, I like the interaction between them and Poe, especially Poe. You know, I hate those things. You know, I hate mm-hmm. those monkeys. And right. I like how he fired his, his weapon in the air and he actually killed one. Yeah, so he shot it and there's like, <laughs> <laughs> It kind of had that, I don't know, Muppet feel to it. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I was uh, I was cool even with the big giant mutant one. I thought that was kind of cool. Kind of a different view at... Uh, uh, kind of throws back to uh, the Star Wars creatures, kind of like we had in Jabba's Palace and you know the Cantina and all that. But the big giant mm-hmm. monster, kind of like in Jabba's Palace, not like the Rancor, obviously, but in size. But that, it still had that kind of the feel to it. And I, I thought it was kind of a cool idea to make a mutant uh, salacious B. Crumb, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I was. It, I don't know if I would have went that route, but that's. I mean, it, it played well for this for the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I give him props for that. It was a different turn and a twist. It wasn't what I was expecting. I, I really did think it was a Rathtar at first. And I was like, oh, okay, we're going to use Rathtars again. That's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, so it, was, uh, it wasn't it was completely over the top either, I thought. So I thought that was good. Um, and then, uh, obviously, the episode, uh, we they end up uh, saving a pirate. They don't know she's a pirate named Sonara. But I did. <laughs> you did, huh? Um <laughs> So you read this one a mile away? So yeah, it was, coming. it was it was pretty easy to yeah. spot. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, 
oh, they're they're in a, they're uh, they're they're coming across across the ship with a distress signal, but there's no like, wait, we can faintly read life signs. Well, let's go and investigate. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be a fucking trap with a pirate. But okay, whatever. <laughs> well, it is a kids show. I mean, so, yeah, yeah. Some of the plot points, are but be. but it was like it was very obvious, and was just like, really, <laughs> really. And then it was funny because they opened yeah. the box, and as soon as they opened the box, before she even talked, I was like, oh, that's the pirate from the when she was flying with him. Yeah. It was like, oh, it was the pilot that was flying with him in the first. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. I. You, <laughs> The one problem I had with it was the the whole scene after she wakes up and they they briefly question her. I mean, she makes up the whole story on the spot. Well, you know, I had to throw myself in a box to save myself, and Kaz just takes her out of word and doesn't yeah, think twice oh, about okay. it. And the other part about it I didn't really care for was Jaeger and the whole thing. He's like, I don't think he's just like I don't think this is a good idea. Uh, I don't think you should bring her on. I don't think bringing her to Colossus is a bad idea. And he told him that and they did it anyway. And he was almost kind of like, I don't want to say he was pouting, but he was just kind of like obstinate in his point of view. And he wasn't helping Kaz out at all in any of this. He was just kind of letting, he's, he even pointed out to Kaz, he goes, you know, whatever happens with her is on you. I mean, he's just throwing it right at him. And yeah. there's no, hey, you know, maybe we should keep an eye out on her. I got a bad feeling about her. So, no, just it's all on you, kid. We didn't, yeah, we didn't even get an I got a bad feeling about this. No, we didn't. Totally didn't. It was, it's, it's totally on your, it's on your shoulders, kid. You're the, you created this problem. You deal with it. And I'm getting a lot of that with this Jaeger character. And I don't know if I necessarily like it. Um, you know? It's, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. It just... Uh, He's definitely not the Jedi we were hoping for. Yeah, that's the other thing. After these... Especially when we talked about the next two episodes, my <laughs> we'll talk about my Jedi theory. And we'll go over it again because I'll eat a little crow for it. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, he's just... Again, it's like he's just letting Cass make his own mistakes and not helping him. He's just not helping the kid out at all. He's leaving him out to... Leaving him out to dry. Hang out to dry. I don't know. Pretty much. Uh, I don't know. Um, the other part about the whole Sonara thing, though, that I did like, when I think about it, I like how it makes for an interesting plot device going forward. You know, she's going to be, she'll be a pirate on board the Colossus, and how's that going to play into future attacks, which we'll talk about shortly. And, you know, is Kaz going to trust her? Uh, is he going to have to defend her in front of everybody because he's her only friend, you know, it's, or not? You know, it's... Uh, I think it'll be uh, good for the the series to have, have that little plot twist on board, okay. and more responsibility thrown at, recklessly at Cass. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Just give me. Your, I I, re you I really hate the fact that everything is so simple. Yeah, you like, prefer a little bit like, more like, complex. Like I don't know. We, we've seen. We've had to have seen this in episodes prior. Or series prior, well, yeah, or other TV other... shows, right. or something. But it, it just feels like we're re rehashing all the same thing with, with and it just yeah. Uh, but bothers me. Again, you got to remember, we're in our. I'm in my 40s. You're in your 30s. We've seen a lot of television, a lot of series. This is for kids. So. Oh no! Don't get me wrong. I mean, I understand it's for kids. Yeah. But it's it's another one of those like, it needed to be a little bit more unpredictable. Yeah. Right. Okay. But again, it's season one, and it's set up. Obviously, it's gonna true. Be, so we'll see what happens down the road. Um, all right, uh, let's see. Um, real quick, uh, grades for uh, Signal from Sector Six. Uh, Brian, go ahead. Uh, this will probably be my best episode thus far, I believe. I okay. Think. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it a B. Okay. Uh, but just because basically for the X-wings in space, watching the flying sequences, watching all like that kind of stuff. 
Um, I like I enjoy the vehicles anyway, mm -hmm. but I enjoyed that a little bit of the fighting stuff with the pirates. Um, but the reason why I didn't get anything higher was because it felt very predictable. Um, okay. And that I had already guessed she was a pirate before they even found her. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it a mile away. Yeah. I mean, even if it wasn't, maybe I didn't find out that I, maybe I would have gave it a little more. I was like, oh, she was a pirate. I didn't see that coming. Right. No. No. Okay. Um, I'll give it actually a little higher. I'll give it a B plus. Um, again, uh, good quality animation with the X-Wings and um, I kind of like uh, how they're setting up again the whole spy thing on the Colossus uh, uh, versus this, you know, almost like a spy versus spy thing they may be setting up uh, down the line. You know, he's spying for the Colossus, she's spying for the pirates who are working for the First Order. You know, it, it's got uh, it's got some merit for uh, good setup and again, this is season one and there's going to be a lot of setup and there's going to be a lot of background story. And speaking of background story, that takes us into uh, the next episode, which is uh, Sonara's score. Um, so it opens up with uh, Captain Doza giving Jaeger and his crew uh, a rush job of fixing the targeting computer for the turbo lasers. Um, one thing I took away from this is it begs a question to me is, is Jaeger and Captain Doza's relationship, is it a, is it a close one? Are they old friends? Seems like there's an awful lot of trust between Doza and Jaeger, especially for a critical job like this, because he's sending away his aces and, you know, that basically they're going to be defenseless and he's basically putting it all on Jaeger and his not so uh, A team to get it fixed. Um, you know, what do you think about the whole Doza and uh, Jaeger relationship with possible? Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's one of those, like, they've been through things in the past together where they've counted on each other. So he knows he can count on him this time, right? And that, that kind of feels feels that way. Like like there is there is a lot of history there that has yeah. caused them to trust each other. Right. That way they talk to each other and everything else. Their mannerisms. Yeah. Like I can't tell if they were friends before, or but but yeah. also, um, like we will find out in the next episode. Mm -hmm. He really respects him because he knows he's a right. And we'll get to that. Yeah, but it was like but so just in the context of this. But in the episode. context of this one, you, you, it's hard to tell if they were friends in the past or whatever. Right. But you know, there's something there. But you're getting the feeling, like you said, that there's definitely a high level of confidence between the two. So they've yes. at least had a successful business relationship or something of some yeah, kind. Or yeah, adventure or together. adventure together. Um, the other thing I uh, took away like from this episode is uh, Sonara the Savage. I called it Sonara the Salvager and the Spy. Um, she's fitting what right in she fits right in on the Colossus. She's made herself at home as a scavenger uh, And she has no problem fighting for what she wants. We see her kind of lay out that other big alien dude, right? Uh, real easily um, What do you think about her, uh, you know blending in with the Colossus, um, you know she, You know her able to because she's a pirate obviously, but they don't know that but she, you know. Well, she did find the one spot that a pirate would fit in, which would be the salvaging stuff, where mm -hmm. it's like kind of fend for yourself. You don't have any friends. Yeah. You know, you only worry about yourself. She fits right in there. Yeah. Had it been where she needed to be mixed in with the crew that works in the, the shop, in the shop, or with the aces, mm -hmm. I don't think it would have blended as well because she doesn't have that kind of personality. But this way, she was at least working with people who are similar-minded to her, so. They're not going to ask any questions of her because they're worried about themselves, and right. she's not going to 
Right. They're not, you know, she won't have to reveal anything or give anything away, which makes her a good, it's a good spot for her to be a spy too, because she keeps her eyes open on stuff that's going on and around mm -hmm. the station. And like you said, she doesn't have to uh, go into the, impre the, the pressure of revealing herself uh, to anybody or except for herself. Um, it's, uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was, uh, I also liked it that, uh, you know, she was quick to make the connection after the fact when they went looking for, when they came looking for the the uh the chip like she suddenly she made that connection she's like oh, well i wonder why they would want that chip you know and she starts putting well, she, two and yeah, two together she knew, she knew why well if you, if you remember back to the episode yeah. when when uh chaos put the sound through the system mm -hmm. she was the one doing all the controls on the ship and she's like i don't i don't know why this is doing this blah 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 yeah. So you could tell she was the one that maneuvered everything and made sure everything worked. Right. So she's very engineering-minded and understands things. So as soon as they brought the chip, she's like, I know that's four. Four, so therefore the... So the, it must be the cannons are down, down or something. something. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously later when they see the aces leaves, then she's she's got her, her opening. She gives the order, essentially, to, uh, the, to uh, the head uh, pirate. I can't think of his name right now. Um, anyway... Uh, then the other big thing from this episode is we get a little bit of backstory. Blackbeard? Uh, no, no. What was it? It was because uh, it's the same as the Pirates of the Caribbean character. Yeah, it's um, almost the same. Davy Jones yeah. is the the character that they rip off his, yeah. his look from. Anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, in this episode we also have uh, we get background. We get a little bit of background story as Tam is impressed with Sonara and immediately, surprisingly to me too, I think she admires her her strength maybe. And she, she immediately starts confiding in her. I mean, she's basically, we get her whole background story about how she was a racer, how she had a racer, how she had to borrow money against her, her, her ship and she lost her ship and we're really starting to learn more about her, but I just didn't expect that to happen to a complete stranger almost. Oh, I did. You saw that coming too? Yeah. Girl power. Girl power. They're, they're going <laughs> to shove it down our throats. So. Okay. There you go. Girl meet, girl finds another girl on the ship. Let's bond. So you think that's what it is? I I don't want to be that sinister about it. I'm hoping that that's. Well, no, not I mean the case. it just it just seems like the way it is. Like the you know you find someone on the ship that's kind of similar to you that you become friends with them. That's yeah. But it just happens to be it's two girls. Right. Because it's kind of similar to the way Kaz and the green alien guy they oh, kind of uh, form their, yeah, yeah and they kind of form their little relationship yeah. So this is the, kind of the same thing. Plus, I think that she they both feel like. She feels like yeah. Sonora is kind of like her. The outcast. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of like. I can bond with her. Maybe mm. she could help me with blah, 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 blah. Maybe we can be racers together or whatever it ends up being. But it, yeah, I think right. it's a girl power thing. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see uh, where that goes too is is uh, because uh, she was a very um, surprised. Sonar was very surprised that Tam came back to help her, help her to try to rescue her essentially. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, somebody she barely knew and so she put her life on a line. So obviously I think she even said, I don't think anybody's ever done that for me before or even right. thought about risking their own life for me before. It's like, you risk your life for me. She's yeah. Like, yeah, that's what friends do. Like, you consider me a friend. Right. Mm. And so, you know, you're going to end up with, uh, so now they've put that little nugget in there, which, so she's going to, Sonara could be torn, I mean, between mm. her and Tam and mm. being a pirate. Mm. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, and it may not be Kaz that defends her now, like we were thinking in the last episode. It could be Tam and Sonara versus the world. Um, you know, with Kaz maybe actually seeing it for what it is and maybe actually 
Star Wars version of Thelma and Louise. Color out. <laughs> Sonara and Tam against the world. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, You know, this is a really big plot point. Um, and like I kind of thought, you know, I said in these first next couple episodes, we're going to start getting background story. So we're starting to get it now with Tam. Next episode, which we'll talk about, we'll get into Jaeger. So you can kind of see, you know, they're, they're trying to invest our interest into uh, to the characters. Right. So um, is that working for you? I know it's predictable for you, but is that do you find yourself more interested in any of these characters or no so far with, with, with Tam? Let's just stick with Tam for now. Not even a little bit. Nope. Just, just whatever. Doesn't make you wonder. Doesn't make you think. Nope. Nope. Don't care. Like, I have no interest in any of these characters so far. Like I just the yeah. only the only thing I've really liked so far is the vehicles. Like seeing the vehicles in this style of animation. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, but if we don't get any kind of like um, Jedi or Sith or yeah. you know that that to me is Star Wars, not Racing. far reaches of space. Racing, racing. On the far as, yeah, yeah racing because space. I mean it's kind of feels more like exploring, which is not a Star Wars thing, but a Star Trek thing. Yeah, there's a lot more science involved. No, no, I know, but that's what it kind of feels like for me. Because like when you watch Star Wars, it was always like it was action and battling and everything else. And then when you watch the Star Trek, it was yeah, ooh, that was deep. That does rem- that that does resemble stuff that we would find on Earth. And you know what I mean? Like we, could, yeah. And that's kind of like what we're doing now. It's like, oh, that is kind of what would happen if two girls were on the same thing together. They would become friends and talk about it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're gonna have to talk about what you want from this series. I think at some point, what what would make Brian like Star Wars Resistance at some point? But we'll hold off for now. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about the attack on the Colossus. Um, Again, the animation I thought was much like the last pirate attack and what we saw in the previous episode. Uh, Fluid did really well. Enjoyed all of it. Enjoyed the action sequences. Yep, it was really, um, bo- really, really, really crisp. Really flowed really well. It was not uh, boxy or felt off at all. No, no, it even flowed really well. Even the hand to hand combat I thought was done really well. Mm-hmm. Which you know, a, a, other than facial expression, which you really can't tell in that they're moving too fast. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was between uh, Kaz and the Pirates and Jaeger. Um, And speaking of Jaeger, after watching this whole action sequence, and I said I'd admit it, I think my Jedi theory on him is once again dying. Uh, (laughs) Yes. I think if he was a Jedi, I think we would have saw something. When he battled the pirate? When he battled the pirate. And just kind of went... No, or or fix or, or he fixed the the targeting whatever. Yeah, with the force yep. or force push somebody, you know something. And I was just waiting for it, and it didn't happen. Uh, which to me, because he's the father figure, I was kind of hoping for like a, a a different take on Obi Wan Kenobi from him, and I'm getting something completely different. And it is a bit of a letdown, but I got I built myself up for it, and so I have nobody to blame for myself. So. Now I have to pin all my hopes on Jason Sandula. You're my only hope. Please show up in the series. And that's where it's going to go. But it goes back to your point, though, that we need Sith. We need the Jedi. I don't even know if we need Sith and Jedi. We just need the Force. We need... The Force is Star Wars. Yes. Yes. Like, there's that mystical, like... like, Yes. There's always a mythology Mm -hmm. behind it of some kind. And so far, it's lacking in the the series. And I think that's what it is. Um, You want to get into your grade? 
I'm sure. Gonna, go ahead. So on this one, I gave it back to what I normally usually give, which is about a C, C minus. Okay. Because um, it's more of the same. Um, I guess a lot of the stuff that would happen in this episode, mm. you know, we did the whole like, um, I'm your enemy, but you consider me a friend, so now I'm torn. Yeah. You know, we've we've seen that in other other shows, other series. Um, I, I just feel like we've we've they've used it so much. Mm-hmm. That it needed, to, there needed to be it. Even if there was like a, another deeper underlying thing, like, like Sonara only went with the pirates to save her to, because, yeah, because she was saving somebody, or she was a spy herself, mm-hmm. and then that, she's trying to survive. Right. You yeah. know, there was, so there was something else, other, as opposed to just the like here and here. Like yeah. If there was that little extra thing there that the made was her like, good, and then we, and then we would have been like, ooh. That, they took they took some thought into that. Not, She's conflicted. Not, yeah. Oh, I watched an episode of blah 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 blah, and that's what I thought we should do with our show. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it felt like there needed to be that extra level of of depth running through the character. Yeah, but yeah. there there wasn't, and yeah. for that reason, that's why I gave it a C C minus. Yeah, um, I took this one down from the last one. I gave a B plus. This one I only gave a B. Um, this episode is a mix between how Sonara is working out as a spy on the Colossus is taking shape and it's it's while combining Tam's backstory. So, you know, we're getting a backstory episode and they're throwing Sonara's in there and how that establishing her as a character at the same time, which is necessary to invest in the characters, at least a little bit at this point. Um, I suspect that as we continue through the next few episodes, which the next one is, uh, we'll start to get more backstory. Uh, and we should in season one at this point in season one of any uh, series. So, um, Again, though, I, I like the action, and I thought it was crisp, and I thought it flew well. So for me, it was just a solid, solid B. So uh, nothing to write home about, though. However, I will say that. All right. Um, so let's get into uh, part three. Part three, our triple shot dose of Star Wars Resistance, and that would be the platform classic. Um, this one starts off. Uh, Kaz is kind of excited. He's hearing a rumor about some superstar racer maybe joining this. They're gonna. They, first of all, they have this race called the Platform Classic, which is kind of like uh, maybe their Indy 500. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once a year, big, giant race that they have at uh, the Colossus. They make a lot of money off of it. Doza says it's good for their economy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, and we find out Yeager has a brother named Marcus Speedstar. Um, Speedstar is not his actual name that's his his hollywood name hollywood name yes his evil can evil name or whatever you want to call it right um yeah so he is actually a jaeger as well jaeger's first name is um jarek and his is marcus so jarek and marcus jaeger but jaeger just goes by jaeger in the show um so yeah i you know i thought um i don't know about you i, I like the backstory in this episode i like the little bit of family drama yeah. going on here what do you think no, not no so, not well, I mean it was it was okay. I mean, like you said, we're getting backstory on all these characters, yeah, and you just have to take it, yep, so that hopefully down the road it'll pay off. Yeah. However, I didn't get that from this backstory of Jaeger. I got more backstory from Jaeger when we just saw the picture. Oh, of his family. Yeah, yeah. I th- I felt that I got more out of that mm-hmm. seeing that in that picture. Yeah. Than we did out of actually talking to the brother. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, to me, I I like. Maybe because I feel like this show is missing some Star Wars elements. 
this at least brought the family <laughs> element into it, the family drama into it. Um, you know, I liked how that was it's brother versus brother and that Jaeger has some serious uh, griefs with his brother and rightfully so. Um, I thought, you know, how, you know, consider, when you consider he lost his family in a wreck caused by his brother, which is pretty heavy stuff for a kid's show and they barely mention it until the very end. They kind of lead into it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just, uh, it was, um, I don't know. I, I, I thought it gave depth I liked the family conflict. I liked the re- resolution, obviously, but um, I don't know. I just thought it was a really good backstory, and it was it felt a little bit more Star Warsy to me, overall. Um, also, um, I and I have to say once again, um, after this episode, especially, my theory on Jaeger being a Jedi is officially dead. Um, he's just a really good pilot who turned into a racer and trained his brother to be a good hotshot pilot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no. I don't believe there's any um, hint of the force or him being force sensitive in any way, shape, or form. His metachlorian rate is zero. <laughs> um, <laughs> although there is the forces in everybody, but he's, he's oh, not in him. He's not in the uh, he's not in the uh, Jedi range. Um, so we'll just call it what it is, and I'll just keep hoping that Jason Sindula shows up in somebody. Episode. Um, Anybody? Ezra, Somebody save this series. Ezra, save Somebody us. save this series. <laughs> Ezra. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, also in this episode, like we were talking about earlier, Doza calls Jaeger an old friend. Uh, which, you know, do you think... I just don't see Doza in the Rebellion, but it does beg that question. Do you think Doza was maybe part of the Rebellion with Jaeger at one point? Well, he could have been. Um he, because he, I mean, he is the captain, right? Yeah, but so maybe he was, maybe he was a co-pilot with him in the resistance, and he went, he went a different route than Jaeger did. Yeah. And when they left the resistance, when they left the rebellion, re- left the rebellion. Yeah. Doza went to the Colossus to become the leader, or whatever, and he went the other way because he went for money. I, I don't it know. It could be, yeah, the, and I want to believe that, and I was gonna go that way. It's just the way he openly accepted the first order. I just can't see a rebel doing that. Although circumstances change and things are changing, he's kind of forced to, I guess. But I don't know. He could very well be, though, in the Rebellion. Maybe he was a co-pilot or maybe even a lieutenant. I, I, I don't know. Um, it would expa- It would explain, though, that uh, we, that bond of trust that we talked about in the previous episode that they, they have built up. And Brothers in Arms would definitely be a good way to, uh, to show that. Um... I thought uh, I did really like the inclusion of the uh, Guavian Death Gang. Oh yeah, the red, the guys in the red, the red stormtroopers, mm-hmm. as some people call them, with a big circle on their face. Um, and if you're wondering where you saw those guys before, well, you saw that in Episode Seven on Han's freighter with the Wrath Tars, and they had the uh, they were led by uh, Balatik, uh, which is the the guy with the Scottish accent. Han Solo, you're a dead man. Um, and he yeah, looks what, what a lot was, like the guy from Collider. Yeah, he looks like the guy, like the guy from Collider, Mark, Mark Ellis. Uh, Mark Ellis. And he, what did what did he say in that one? Where where's the? What was the thing? And they even made up like internet memes of it. What the Gunji? Um, the Gunji. Yeah, what the heck was the name of it? I'm not gonna remember off the top of my head. But he asked for something, and. 
Oh. The, the Gunji Club or something. Oh, the the Kanja Club. The Kanja Club. Kanja Club. Yeah, Kanja Club. Yeah. Why don't you tell that to Kanja Club? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, so if uh, you're wondering where you've seen those guys before, there were his guards, uh, and he spoke with a Scottish accent, and he looked just like Mark Ellis from Collider, if you've ever seen those guys. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I really like that. Uh, that's just another reference of showing what time period we're at and reminder where we're at and how close we are really to episode seven yep. and uh, everything. So I thought that was a good use of them as the, mm -hmm. the bad guys per se. Um, we get the reveal of Jaeger's racer again in the race, which I thought was pretty cool. Yep. We finally got to see that. It looked pretty sharp. Yeah. Especially compared to the fireball. You yeah. Know, it, there's, it's, it's, it's weird. It's smooth. It's sharp. It's got all the bells and whistles. It's one of those like founded in a barn it was bought in 1957 and put in a barn, and it was only covered with dust. It still has the brand new stickers on it. The barn was locked, and the old grandpa died, and the car was up on blocks. And all they did yeah. put put tires on it. it was ready to roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, uh, yeah, it was very cool that way. You know, we finally got to see that. We get, we really learned, you know, that uh, about Jaeger is uh, was a great racer, and, and he really did lose a lot, and. Uh, um, uh, but uh, but yeah, but getting back to the the whole uh, the racing part of it again, the animation very smooth. I really liked the race. Did you like the race in this one? Yeah, the whole and the different things that they did with it. Yeah, I did. Because you had like the the spinning ring, which was cool. Yep, you had the spinning ring, and then you had the, you had this, the part where it was like um, Green Lantern, where you go as high as you can possibly go, let your engines stall out, and then try to come out of a death yeah, spin yeah. to the ground. I was like. Yeah, oh, interesting. And I was like, oh, they go through a ring and it disables the aircraft, so they got to glide in, dead man, and then they have to hit another ring that's real close to the water, but, you know, they re-enable their engine. I thought it was cool, you yeah, know, rather than just seeing them fly through a bunch of rings like mm -hmm. we've seen before. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought uh, they did a really good job with that. Um, you know, one thing that I, I do wonder about is, um, so you got Jaeger, who's a hell of a pilot. Kaz is pretty good on his own. And now you've got Marcus. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, going forward, maybe distant in the series, if the series goes two or three seasons, could you see that being utilized? You suddenly have three pilots to go up against the First Order or some something else. Oh, have, yeah. Well, having those skills explored. I, I, I could definitely can see Kaz, Jaeger, and his brother joining the Aces to go defend yeah. Colossus or yeah. fight, fight yeah. in the Resistance. Yeah, I could see that maybe. happening. Yeah, I thought that uh, it just made me think. I was like, oh, we got a little squad of our own starting to form. All right, um, Brian, what did you think? Uh, what's your uh, final thought and grade on uh, on the uh, the platform classic? Um, I would give it a B yeah. uh, on pilot piloting of the aircraft. You know, vehicle usage like we had seen them and they're, they're very crisp and everything else. And like we said, yeah. those action scenes elevate the show yeah. as opposed to the. The small interactions that we get for people, and they don't—you can't really tell expressions and stuff like that when they're right. close-ups. Yep. Um, but a D on storyline. Yeah. Um, but that was because, like, the whole—the whole premise of the show was that Marcus needed to win the race to pay off his debt for the, the the uh, the Death Gang, mm -hmm. and they took his buddy, who was his his um, his mechanic, and they said they were going to kill him if he didn't pay him. Yeah. And what he owed was actually less than what the winnings would have been, and. And, I, and then so they were fighting and he's like I gotta win this Jaeger and Jaeger's like no I'm gonna win this cause you did this blah 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 yeah so tell me again why Jaeger couldn't win and then pay off his brother's debt and call it even and he kept all the money instead of letting his brother win well I think that was the bigger thing though that was like the 
to uh, what's what's the the word um, to to forgive is to, to be divine is to you know right right division. but what I'm but what I'm saying is like like he could have won mm-hmm. and paid off his brother's debt yes and kept the rest of the money for the for the for the for the garage yeah. or whatever if you will the shop yeah um instead he just let his brother win and take the money like why wouldn't yeah and take all the money mm-hmm. and why wouldn't he just like, why wouldn't it be two of them versus all everybody? You know what I mean? Oh, like and, a tag and, team. And they would have tag team. team everybody, trying to block people off and everything else. They could have done that angle as well. Because, I can see that in a future episode. Because as long as one of them wins, they win the money. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was... I don't know. It was just kind of, it was just kind of odd. And that's kind of stuck with me the whole time. I was like, yeah. wait, why can't he just win and then keep the money? It's, uh, to, me, I, I, to me, I think I just viewed it as that was his brother letting his brother win and being doing the being the bigger man kind of thing and you know, okay. stepping away to, to let his brother yeah. take the lead and win because he was racing for somebody not just himself he was racing for something for a change um that's that was just me uh but you know i, I agree with you though yeah i did think about that though too i was like hey, it's only twenty thousand. he pays it off he keeps the money there they split the rest of the money and everybody's happy right uh but yeah i think that's i think they were trying to do the make the jaeger be the 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 bigger man there forgiveness is divine divinity blah 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 right um yeah uh my final thought great i i'm with you brian i give it a b maybe a b plus uh it was a good background story to me i again and and again a lot of that is the like i said just to have that family tension there i think for me that's a little bit more star warsy than we've had and i'm just glad and happy to see it um the animation was incredible with the race the racing style was great um nothing you know, like mind bending, but again, you know, I really like this animation style again for action, not so much for up close, but for action style. And for that, I give him props, uh, continue giving props as well. Um, all right. Well, Brian, we, uh, that brings us, uh, catches us up. Uh, we got one more episode next week or literally today coming up later tonight. Um, and then I think we go on uh, mid, uh, season finale. And then, um, so I guess, uh, our hiatus, hiatus, and then uh, we'll be back. So one more episode, guys, and then we'll be back after uh, the first of the year with more Star Wars Resistance uh, decoded. Uh, but before we go, real quick, uh, where can you find four Midwest guys? Well, the best place to go is www.4midwestguys.com. There you can find links to our Facebook, to our Twitter account, to our uh podbean to our uh, itunes accounts all that you can follow like and subscribe from there as well as see all of our podcasts there they are categorized at the top and also listed in chronological order um brian you can find uh ford midwest guys on twitter at ford midwest guys as well as uh um Stardust. Stardust is kind of like a movie review site. Mm-hmm. So we kind of... Quick reviews. Quick reviews. We haven't done one in a while. At least I haven't. I need to get on there probably a little bit more. Um, so that that's where you can find the, the group uh, guys. Actually, I'm sorry. You can find us on Twitter and um, Instagram. Instagram. We don't have a Stardust account. But personally... I do, and on Twitter, I'm at bwillie1977, and Brian, where can they find you on those? Uh, I'm at, at angzone. At angzone, so yeah. uh, definitely uh, reach out to us, guys. Uh, we would really like uh, some feedback. Um, positive, negative, it's all good. We can't grow unless we know how we're doing. 
what you would like to hear us talk about. Um, not just about this show, but any other shows or podcasts that uh, Star Wars related. We also like to talk about the, the comics. I like to get back into movie reviews. I kind of miss that, uh, like the big blockbuster reviews shows we used to do. Um, and uh, But there's lots of other things, you know. Uh, hopefully we can really gear up here in the next uh, couple months and uh, crank some stuff out in the, the upcoming 2019 year. So uh, definitely reach out to us, though. We want to hear from you. Right, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Like, we want to hear, if, like, how we're doing. We also would like to hear if we're including the right stuff for these these episodes. Like, if you're... If you think there was something that we missed or we mm-hmm. keep missing over and over again or something yeah. we keep including, you're like, yes, keep it up. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Um, just reach out to us. Send us an email or reach out to us on Twitter or on Facebook Facebook or Instagram, Instagram. or whatever. Uh, um, yeah. Email. You can even email, email yeah. us too uh, for MidwestGuys at gmail.com even. So there's plenty of ways to uh, reach out to us and to get in touch with us and we'll be more than happy to respond. We get alerts every time we get a, you know, a tweet, a tweet or a uh, email obviously and uh, um, Facebook and stuff as mm-hmm. well. So uh, definitely uh, get in touch with us and let us know how we're doing. All right. Well, Brian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. Yep. And this is Brian uh, or B. Willie, I should say, saying may the force be with you always.